Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast it's joe marino and kyle krabs we're your hosts chris schubert floating around producing this thing left his chair right there he's threw right me off all he's from right the here. draft network brought to you by bet online the number one spot for all your sports wagering information they've got it all the nfl major league baseball golf esports in-game betting combat sports you name it you can find it over at Bet Online on a very simple to use website that's available for you on your desktop or your mobile device. We do have a deal for you. Sign up today. Use our promo code BLEAVE50. That's B L E A V 50. It'll get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Dog Day to you. Oh, couple of puppers. Chris won't be partaking. Um, that's fine. Chris, not not a huge dog guy. I don't want to speak for you, but you can let me know if that's correct. Not a huge dog guy, right? I think this is a fair a a fair characterization. I am afraid of dogs, but yes, I'm not a fan so, of them. Not yes. not a huge dog guy. Not a huge um, dog guy. Listen, listen. We have bigger fish to fry, so I don't I don't want to bury too much time into that. But it's also National Kyle's hometown fantasy football live auction fantasy draft day today. So I got to go back to my hometown, a bunch of buddies from my hometown. We got a league of 12 and we do the auction draft and the whole thing. So I need to ask both of you guys a name I got to come out with. Mm. I know nobody cares about my fantasy team, mm. but at the same time, I want to hear from my good friends here on the podcast and put it in the world and I'll see what I can do. But just know it's it's not order based. It's auction based. And you're kind of at the mercy. We draw them out of a hat. You don't even nominate them. So it's you're at the mercy of the, the nomination process, picking names out of the hat. Go Tyler Conklin. Your, go get yourself Gabriel Davis. You just knew we were going to pick a Jet and a Bill. You just Great. knew that. You told the that Dolphins guy to go get a Jet and a Bill on his fantasy team. Outstanding. Right. You asked. Really look forward to living up to neither one of those two suggestions, but I appreciate the thought. I can so tell you between the Jets, Dolphins, Bills, and Patriots, I have one player on my fantasy team. Dawson yeah, I Knox. try to st- I try to stay away from it too because I know I, I have more likelihood of being irrational, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so. I did try. I tried to trade two first round picks for Jalen Waddle, and uh, I was told you get told out no. of town, kick rocks. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, takes on takes episode one sixty eight. I think is what we're on here today on a Friday, uh, the last preseason week of the season, week zero in college football. Folks, it's back. Football is back. We are here. We have made it. I don't know why you're doing that. It's very annoying. Uh, very takes excited. on takes. We've had multiple Say, takes. Zero. Now, just to let everybody know, I, I see your takes that takes on takes should just never end and that takes on takes should be an hour long show. Listen, I appre- we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate we the support. Get, we do have jobs. We got like, jobs. We gotta, like, like, there's other content that gets produced here at TDN. Like, there's other things we got to do. And so takes take. on takes. Listen, if we give it all away, then you're not going to be left wanting more. That's the way it works. We got to leave like you Seinfeld. wanting Right, we're going to leave you wanting more for next week. Okay, that's the way we, we book the show. Uh, Schnappy 
has some takes, and we're going to hear from, we're going to hear from him later on. I got a take from Shrappy. him later on that we're going to we're going to get. Is like TDM Premium Discord member? Yes, this is, we're we're going to lead with Shrappy. the TDM Premium Discord members because they got a lot. They came in hot this week. Shrappy. Two takes. Part one: Thursday night football should be reserved for Week One and teams that are coming off bye weeks. Yeah, the second percent. I've been no. saying that for years. No. Second take. <laughs> second take. Deuce Vaughn, the second coming of Maurice Jones Drew is a top three running back come draft day. And then he says, set the deuce loose. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot the, here. Deuce Vaughn's five, six. What is his weight? Like uh, 176 172 pounds. pounds. So it's funny because this is the exact conversation that the TD and premium discord had the moment the take was re- released. What is it? MJD is like, he was probably that short, but like over 200 pounds, right? So the combine data for MJD uh, has him 207. 207. He's 40 pounds more. I'm all the way out on this take. And that's really not to say will be a good player. I am, I am all the way out on this take. I'm all the way in on the Thursday night football. I've been saying this for years. It's so simple. Every year. Weep. Are you, what do you mean weep? weep? It's the greatest thing the NFL can do. You have it week one. You take a three-week sabbatical, and then it's only for teams coming off bye weeks, and then you get an extra mini bye after. How is that not the best possible thing? I'm so sick and tired of people complaining about watching football on Thursday nights because it's not the the gorgeous track meet they can see on a Sunday or a Monday night. So, Joe, I, I agree with you that it's a good idea, but do you understand the schedule overhaul that would need to take place in order for that to work? Do you know the like like we just I everybody don't gets care excited at all about that? Okay, you, but see, you don't. But the people who make the schedule do, and the league does. The amount of work everybody just gets really excited when the schedule gets released. They're like, "Oh, the schedule!" Like, do you know how many hours goes into making? Yeah, sure I all listen works? to the guy every year talk about it. Like, add one more caveat, figure no, it out. No, but this is a major caveat because you have division. You play divisional games. You play the same. Div- you play another division every year, and right. maybe the buys don't match would, up. Like, this doesn't. You can't just poof all of a sudden make you, this happen. We have, have seedless the watermelon. They can figure Thursday this out. Football. You'd have to set the Thursday night football games for you'd, you'd have the buys okay. Thursday night football and then fill in the rest. Okay, but but, but hold on, no, you have not to, okay, Joe. Joe, I'll give you a perfect example. This year, like I don't know the buys, but let's say the Cowboys and Jets share a bye week. They don't play, so it doesn't matter that they have the same bye week. You can't. You're not just going to arbitrarily make a random game out of the schedule. Make the bye weeks so that it aligns. This is a very... You, the bye weeks, are, it's not like there's he common opponents. He wants to reverse engineer the schedule. Joe, you he wants do to understand. do it backwards the way it's done now. It, it is much easier to make seedless watermelon than it is to do what you're trying to do. It's You know That's what? I'll, I'll go this far. I think it's seedless easier to put... A, I think it's easier to put a man on Pluto than it is to do oh, what you're asking to good. do. Planet. This is the Avid, most ridiculous... That's the most ridiculous Pluto. thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Dude, it's you not think it's easier to, to put a man on Pluto? We haven't got to Mars. You want to go like six more planets. Michael G., says Tom Telesco is the most underrated GM in the NFL and it's the best first round drafter in the entire NFL. If Herbert wins the Super Bowl, he will be a Hall of Fame GM. The Chargers are the best first round drafting team and it isn't close. Hashtag takes on takes. And this is one that Kyle has asked me to put into the show. This was on request. Yeah, because didn't Brentley just like Brentley worked for Tom? Mm-hmm. And Brent, Brentley said Brentley said that Tom's a better day two drafter than he is a, a round one drafter. Like I'm remembering that correctly, right? I, I believe I remember this conversation. So basically what we're saying here is Tom Telesco is an amazing general manager. That's what we're, that's so Telesco was 2013. So chargers. I, I think he's drafted. Well, I don't know that. I don't know that I've loved Like I, I take exception with what he did to Phillip rivers at the end there by not having the offensive line figured out. 
Like we all knew for years, like this is not good enough. End of Philip Rivers run. Like get this. The together. coaching stuff hasn't been great. Right. That's part of being a GM. That, I think that's this, a criticism. There's there's consistently kind of been like a, a fatal flaw with their roster every year, too. Not enough special teams. Like I, I think he's a good GM, but I can easily poke holes in him. And drafting in the first round doesn't define every bit of being a GM. He's had a good stretch since 2015 in the first round. Melvin Gordon, Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, Derwin James, Jerry Tillery, uh, Justin Herbert, Rayshon Slater, and now Zion Johnson this year. It's a good run yeah. of first-round picks. Yeah. Uh, his Just, first two first-round picks were Jason Barrett and DJ Fluker. This take from Sanderson. Welcome back, Sanderson. I think you made your debut on Takes on Takes last week. Take. I really liked what Denzel Mims brought to the field coming out of Baylor. With him requesting a trade, a logical destination would be Chicago. They need receiver help, and he needs a second chance to resurrect his career. With his height-weight-speed combination and ability to win in space over the middle of the field, he would benefit as a secondary option in the Bears' passing game. I, I, I don't I, like I have some, it. I have some issues with this take, but... Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like... To me, I understand. I like Denzel coming out. Obviously, height-weight-speed guy. Flashy production is last year. Good senior bowl. A lot of good trajectory. I liked him for the Jets, but I think he's proven enough so far in his NFL career where I'm not super interested in sending him to a very unstable situation like the Chicago Bears and the offense and them trying to piece this all together and putting another developing player around Justin Fields. Like I think that just compounds your issues if you're Chicago by introducing a player like that. I think Denzel Mims would benefit from going to a very stable situation like Kansas City, like the Rams, like situations where you feel good about what's in place so that he can actually just dial in and focus on becoming a part of, of what's going on as opposed to trying to find his way in a situation where the entire team is trying to find their way. Time out. Denzel Mims was targeted 23 times last year and had eight catches. Yeah, he stinks. He hasn't been 30, very good. 34% catch rate, 0. 0.7 um, receptions per game. What's that? Tar yards per target, 133 yard, 5.8 yards per target. He's not been So here, here were the two things that derailed his Jets, three things that derailed his Jets career. One, he, he, on he, was, he was drafted by a head coach in an offensive philosophy that was phased out after one season. So he was drafted to play a certain style of football, and then the Jets immediately did a 180 and went to a different style of football. And Denzel Mims, the last two seasons, did not fit the, that ideology. Did not happen. Two, that speed component that you're talking about, he's not playing that fast when he's on the field. It's a problem. He just doesn't play that fast. He's not as fast as he was in college. He's just not playing at that speed. Number three, when he was able to get on the field, he was actively taking away and, and actively being a detriment to the team because I cannot tell you how many times he would be the, the third or fourth wide receiver. He would get on the field for his first snap of the game and they would have a, a penalty because a false start on him or an illegal formation on him. It would be something that he would do. So those three things just completely derailed his Jets career. This man has played zero career special team snaps. That is correct. I'm out. Right, don't send him to Chicago. I'm out. I'm out. Like, there, there's no... There, cut him. I, I, in the pecking order of the, the Jets wide receivers, what is he? Wide receiver six. Wide oh, receiver... Yeah. Are, they, are they going to carry six wide receivers? Yeah. Well, they're gonna and I'm going to tell you right now, wide receiver six who does not play special teams at all will never happen. 
So you Elijah, won't be wide receiver six. So Elijah, Corey Davis, um, Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson, I couldn't think of his name. Braxton, Braxton Barrios. And I think Jeff Smith's going to make the roster because he plays special teams. Yeah. So those five. So he's wide receiver six. He, he slots in behind all of those guys. And then and they've and, and they're loaded at tight end. They'll they'll carry an extra tight end and not carry Denzel Mims on the roster because right. they're going to carry they're going to carry three tight ends. And they have two pass catching Dude, running they might backs. They carry four. So it's like I, where where's it coming from? It was never going to happen. So right. I think so like gonna, I understand Denzel's frustration, but like, dude, you got to expand your palate here a little bit. Well, and in fairness to Denzel, his frustration is not with Joe Douglas, right? The, his agent came out and said oh, very complimentary sure. things of Joe and said, listen, this just this just isn't working. Just like not the, working Jets have, the Jets have done right by Denzel. It's just not working. We need to move on. And like, I appreciate that approach from everybody. And I think they will but, find him a home. So that's the challenge. You you have to find what team in the NFL Denzel Mims is going to be a top four wide receiver on their depth chart. Because if he's not a top four wide receiver, teams are going to have a really hard time. Mm. And what has and he done to earn the right to be a top four receiver? Right, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's but the they, challenge. Like I don't, I wouldn't trade. For, again, there's no special teams value here, and the production's been terrible. Right. Well, and Joe, and to Joe's point, right? He's got to go to a place where there's a, an established core around him. But if he goes there, he's not going to be as a top four wide receiver. So you get into this big right. circle of where's the fit? Where does Welcome he go? Welcome to that's the practice help squad, Denzel Mims. You're not going to be Correct. on a roster. <laughs> Correct. Correct. This take from so, Sam. I I I envy your optimism for thinking that the and maybe you don't believe the Jets could get a pick for him. But if you do th- believe the Jets could get a pick for him, I envy your optimism. I do because the Joe Douglas gets picks for everybody, so it's just kind of the way he works. He got like a conditional pick for Blake Cashman, who didn't even play. Like uh, non conditional, like a non conditional seven. Oh, they'll get more than that. We might have an off air. No, we're not. Bet. We're not going to do this because it's just going to. It's going to be done in two days, and then we're just going to be angry at each other for the rest of the year. We're not doing this. It's. I won't be. Take. No, you. <laughs> no, you will be because because I'll win, and then I'll hear about it the rest of the year. This take from Sam. Take tech, uh, Texas Tech's Tyree Wilson is more likely to go in the first round of the 2023 NFL Draft than Nolan Smith and or and guys. I need some help here. The Kansas State pass rusher Felix. Mm-hmm. Uzoma. Yeah. Just Felix Uzoma. No, because he, no. He, listen, I, I want to do right by him. Nudike. Anudike Uzoma. Uzoma, I got because I got a CJ Uzoma on my football team. So I, I, that I got, that I had that very good player. Not, tight not, end two. Not, not as good as Tyler Conklin. Yeah, but no, he's tight end two, player. but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so this take Tyree Wilson, uh, more likely to go in the first round than the two players I just mentioned. I think he's higher on. Who was the second one? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it was Nolan Smith and or Felix uh, Anudike Uzoma. Oh, man. You had to put Nolan Smith in here. He did. You could have put, put a lot of day two edge rushers in here and I would have bought this take. I go with the bigger the size the size dynamic that you get with Tyree. So you think do you agree that Tyree Wilson right now you believe would get drafted in front of both of those guys? Yeah. It's t- it's tight. I think it's extremely tight but I, I, I appreciate the take like this is it's not supposed to be slam dunks. This is a good thought provoking thing but I think the size dynamic with Tyree puts him over Nolan Smith who might be 245 250 maybe David Ajabo's 250. He's going to go in the top 20 before he tore his Achilles. It's true. It's true. I have a food take. Do you guys want a food take? Is it from you or from somebody else? It's not from me. I just respond to people's food you takes. S- all, listen, all I heard you say is, I have a food take. That could very so easily be interpreted as, I have a food opinion. 
I love that on a on a football show, the brand that I've carved out is to talk about mid-major college football teams and food. Like that's and the that is the things. that that's is the, the niche of this show. About. Right. That's when I when I was a kid, I'm like, hey, I want to get into right. the sports media business. This was the space I carved out for myself. Uh, this take from Mr. JPEG. Take fresh mushrooms are a top three food smell behind only beef on a grill and warm teriyaki. This is such a bad take. Mushrooms are so overrated. They're so bad. Well, you I know, certainly don't associate food. smell with them. Yeah, I, I then, was fine he, with mushrooms being a good food, but he no, went with smell. Smell, and then he followed up with says, it's so good, it basically defies explanation. It's like a Sir. field after it rains. No, 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 I need you to explain this, this guy, a little more. Do you this work guy out, wants- take off your socks, and smell your own feet? Like, what, you're, we're talking fungus here. <laughs> mushrooms is fungus. My guy's out here hoping for, like, a laundry scent, you know, like, flavored downy or something. <laughs> the, the, the dryer mushrooms. wins. Right. The, yeah, the, the dryer Nobody's thing. asking dryer for sheets. this. Nobody. <laughs> Can we get a fresh mushroom dryer sheet? No, nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying that. You right? know what people are buying, Joe? The no, Sonos. No, no, no. The well, Sonos wait, 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 wait. I got a take about this Sonos Ray, okay? So the All listeners right. have the listeners have followed with a take. And Kyle, I don't know if you saw this, but I love I the listeners. I love this the is listeners. Your moment, Chris. I Go love ahead. the I'm listeners of, of this show playing along with the bit and having fun. So I'm going to read this take and I'm going to say it up front. This is a bit. People are playing along with the show. This is a very fun little joke. This is from Snappy. I told you he was going to come back. Snappy. Oh, Snappy. He goes, not sure if this qualifies as a take, but I didn't know it was still possible to love up until this point. I was evicted. My wife took the kids. I was mm. crumbling in a spiraling pit of self-loathing and depression. But then the clouds parted and a ray of light shined upon my dreary face. The Sonos Ray soundbar delivers a surprisingly wide dynamic soundstage that enhances the auditory experience. Through all the trials and tribulations and the ever-encroaching darkness in my life, when I play music through this thing, I can see the light if only just for a little while. With its thunderous highs and deep bass, this soundbar has reminded me what it feel, what it is like to feel the sun on my face and grasp on my feet for the first time in a long time i just want to let everybody know the listeners of this show i love you all for playing along with the bit and having some fun with our friends over at sonos but joe to please tell the people about the sonos race sound how could he follow up snappy sonos.com the shop for the ray now it's amazing great sound bar best in the business (laughs) this take from the real tweebs Take Pete Carroll steps down as head coach of the of the Seahawks after the 2022 season, but remains in his position as vice president of football ops. The Seahawks and Pete Carroll then named current old Miss head coach Lane Kiffin to be their new head coach. Lane. <laughs> face. I was trying to chew gum like Pete Carroll there. <laughs> so no. we out or we in or out no. of this? Okay. No. Pete, Pete didn't make the transition from Russ to walk out after one year and not have that question answered at quarterback. I, I refuse to believe that. You you saw him dropping back and slinging the pill around, right, Chris? I did. You seen it? I did. The old Cialis commercial. Probably right? better did, than. Did the, you see the Cialis voiceover dub I, over him? Okay, now that I didn't see. Please send that to me so that I can oh, watch that. Oh my today. goodness, great. It's hilarious. They Somebody took like the actual voiceover from a Cialis commercial and put it over Pete doing the drop back and throwing the ball around. And it's amazing. This take from Justin Smith, takes on takes. Malik Willis. Smith? We do this every time Justin sends in a take. Like every I have time. To, it's a bit. I have to I do know. it. Okay. <laughs> Malik Willis could finish as the best... Malik Willis could finish as the best rookie quarterback if the Titans would allow it. Ryan Tannehill is a middle-of-the-road QB that does not possess the traits Malik has. This is fiery. 
Well, yeah. Just, I mean, I think that's the, all of that's true. I mean, but Tennessee's probably they understand that Ryan Tannehill's a middle of the road quarterback, and and that's what they've kind of settled on. Where Malik has the upside oh, to be a really good quarterback, but settled. is he going to be that this year? Like, would you take middle of the road Tannehill versus erratic, high level moment Malik Willis filled with being a rookie as well, coming from a big transition? I'd probably just take Ryan Tannehill. But I'd be excited about Malik Willis beyond this year. That's a fair take, Joe. Well, I mean, I agree. This take from Frosty Rosty, who says, My first takes on takes. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you. Welcome in. And. You know the rules. You want to get on the show for the first time? There's got to be, be some. There's got to be spice involved. Why is this spicy? KJ Jefferson goes above Anthony Richardson and Tyler Van Dyke in the 2023 NFL Draft. He says thanks, Gigum and Go Bills. So he's a Texas A&M fan and a Bills fan. That is what I believe the Gigum and Go Bills means. Yes, Joe. I don't. I don't see that with with KJ Jefferson. I got to be honest with you. No, we've lo- I really don't. <laughs> okay, no. I was just gonna say. I was gonna say we lost Kyle, but Kyle is still shouting from the ether. So I'm just floating around producing this thing. <laughs> okay, so you. Okay, so okay, we'll take. We'll change roles here. Okay, so so now I get to. I get to play the role of scout, which is not something you want me to do. Uh, no, listen. You want to be on the show. You got to have spice. Spice was required. Spicy. Here. Go, spicy, Go Bills, right. baby. Go Bills. Speaking of spice, our friend Fontel is back. <laughs> He, he said, please do not skip this. I know. That's why, that's why I'm getting it in. That's why I'm getting it in. Fontel, we love you. You know this, buddy. From 5-8 to 11 wins each season, even with the unfortunate late season collapses, on paper, the roster the past few seasons has been questionable. I think Cliff has been overhated more than anything. Vontel, I could not disagree more with a take that you have sent in than this Isn't, one. It, wasn't there more to this where, like, Kimes the problem and not Cliff? Well, I both, believe he. I believe it was in a thread, or maybe he submitted multiple takes. But oh, I, you, you know what? This is a great point, Kyle. I did not see the first part of the take. Vontel, my apologies. I will read the first tweet here. I did not know this was a thread. Despite Cliff being viewed as quote meme awful end quote head coach by social media and Kyler having his problems, by far the biggest problem lies on GM Steve Kime and his atrocious draft record, and in turn exposes the lack of depth. Win total under Cliff has went from five eight to eleven wins, and then you heard that part of the take. So I. I still disagree with the take. Really? You don't think Steve do. Kimes is a bigger problem with the Cardinals? The, the biggest problem is their owner, right? We know that. That's the biggest problem they have. So, and so then Kimes is so, the next biggest problem. All right. Joe, how good did the Cardinals start last year? Brother, they started well. Okay. And then Eight they, and then they, and then, okay. And then what Eight did they one. do the rest of the way, Kyle? Uh, they went three and five. Who's that well, on, three, Joe? Three and six. Who's that on? With the playoff loss. Who's it's on? on a lot of people, including Steve Kime, for not having a well-rounded roster to be able to sustain the rigors of a season and be able to be there when it counted at the end. Oh, sure. The entire the entire organizational structure of the Cardinals is the reason why they're failing. Understood. But what the, he's asking for – the point that Vontel is making that Steve Kime's the bigger problem than Cliff Kingsbury, and I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, and I just – I disagree. I would really? put Cliff above. If you were if you Steve. were taking okay, obviously we all agree Bidwell's number one. Now you get to Agreed. be the owner of the Arizona Cardinals. You can only fire one between Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury. You're gonna pick to fire Cliff and keep Steve. 
That is the decision I would make, yes. Oh, that's crazy. Kyle, I need to know where you stand on this. I believe I agree with Chris. Whoa. You have to keep one. You understand that, right? You have to keep mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Kyle's saying that because he believes in his ability to be the GM of the Cardinals. You can't make any football decisions. The only decision you get to make is who you fire. I believe I agree with Chris. Wow. I That surprises me. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm like I, the the roster construction is not good, Joe. I'm not like I don't want you to take this as like a, I'm campaigning for Steve Kime as GM of the year, right? Like I he he, he has his faults and he is, but he's still but they, they still we're also still, building a Big Twelve team in the NFL. Can, like like we, everything about the organizational or the roster construction and composition composition so screams Big Twelve. Joe, here's and, here's and why it's for here's the why thought of who the the coach is and how they want to play the game. Here's why I'd fire Cliff over Steve. Because then, is, okay, who gets to hire the next head coach? Do I get a say in the matter as the owner in this de facto scenario that we've envisioned? Yeah. Because I then I, I mean, trust you just, the, got to I, say, you just said we would make no football decisions. Right. And that's why I'm asking the, the follow-up question. But if I'm able to have a say in who the next head coach is, if I get to fire Cliff, I get to bring in a head coach and I can bring in somebody with an established NFL track record who can get great positional coaches and coordinators to where I can maximize the most of the roster. I cannot sit here right now and say that the coaching staff that the Cardinals has put together is getting the most out of a roster that is subpar. Yes. You, you think... Cliff Kingsbury having late season collapses despite going five, eight, and eleven wins is more egregious than the entire. Like this history is awful. Josh Rosen, Robert Imkindichi, Deoni Buchanan, Jonathan Cooper. Like this is terrible. Okay, I, so trading a one I, I, for Marquise Brown. So okay, and I can I can we can have debates on e- these individual things, but like they then traded Jonathan Cooper for Chandler Jones. So let's be fair, right? Let's be fair. They made they made it they the made a pick, pick. it di- sure. it didn't work out and they very quickly acquired the, one of the best pass rushers in Cardinals history. That's one thing I will admire about this Cardinals regime is they do not cling to mistakes particularly long. Like Kim Dichi was gone, Josh Rosen lasted a year. Right. Like they very quickly recognized this isn't working. So I, I, again, Joe, it's not it's not a perfect situation, but yeah, I, I'm 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 getting rid of Cliff. I'm getting rid of Steve first, and Cliff. I, I don't like Cliff either. He's on my list as well. But well, I guess I know what we're talking about in the TDM Premium for Football Friday when we come in, huh? We're, we're going to bring this up. We're, okay. we're going to put the Cardinals under the microscope, and then we're going to talk about Denzel Mims. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Any any uh, parting thoughts as we wrap up here? I, I got one take from Tell. If you want to just very quickly give you the thought. And normally, when I do this, it's a take that requires about ten minutes of time. So this is my favorite part of the show. Great. Uh, t- Take uh, Jordan Jordan Winnington will be the Texas player who improves their draft stock the most and will receive a Senior Bowl invite. I, I haven't watched him, so we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna table this take. Then we're gonna say not uh, answering. Yeah, we'll, I can't, we'll I can't speak intelligently on Jordan, Jordan Winnington yet, but <clears throat> just from a what I know, like I would very much like to think that the backup running back can really create some buzz for himself as well they're on the roster so that's it that's uh, what i got that's gonna do it for us here today on takes on takes we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the show we got some interviews chris can you remind everybody who we have coming from an interviews perspective in the coming days yeah so isaiah foskey is going to hit your podcast feed a little bit later today as a bonus friday episode and then early next week boy my face joining the show 
So new, Seattle, new Seattle Seahawks are, pass rusher, Boye Mafe joined the show, and he will, you'll hear that next week. We are steadily logging more and more Seattle Seahawks as Draft Dudes alumni with Boye Mafe joining the likes of Tariq Woolen. So uh, look forward to you guys hearing those as well. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy week zero of college football. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Kyle Krabs, Jeremy, and Chris Schubert. Thanks for friends over at Line for their continued support of the show. Make it a great day, and we will talk with you all again on Monday. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.